I looked at him, I said, man, there was two, there was two long beers right here in the school. He said, why didn't you shoot? I was like, man, well, you know, I, you know, you're bringing me turkey hunting and, and, and showing me, showing me how to, how to do this thing. I, I, it's just not my, not my way. You know what I mean? Be respectful. Yeah. Anyways, so we, he, we sit there for a little while longer. He's like, oh, well, let's, let's go ahead and get out of here. So we get up. He's got this little, got this little decoy and we're walking. Now keep in mind, this is a, 79-acre field is what it was. 79-acre field. And it was, it was, he had a big dip in the bottom. <coughs> and we're walking. We walk by two hundred yards, I look, and there's divot in the field. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early dawn to climb Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck wise eye hornady eagle seed apex and amped outdoors and buck grits presents american roots outdoors welcome to the show everybody i'm calling you Redbone from the beautiful North Fork Lake at the Cranfield Access. Oh, wow. And I'm pre-fishing for a tournament with Mr. Rick York, the president of Northeast Bass Association. And we're pre-fishing. We've caught, uh, what, about six and a half pounds, maybe, so far. And we've pulled in here to, to do the show. And uh, the bite and the fish are scattered. Uh I'm getting pictures of gobblers already with hens on my wise eye cameras, Redbone. Oh, really? Yes. I've got gobblers alone on my wise eye uh, photo cameras uh, actually three days ago. Then I got a, two gobblers with three hens yesterday. Oh, wow. So the gobblers are starting to split up. I've not heard any gobble yet. But they are splitting up, and they're gathering hens already from what I'm seeing. Well, I told somebody this morning, if this weather stays like this, you know, like we've had this week, this past week, if the weather stays like this for much longer, the gobblers will start gobbling, though. I mean, it, it'll be on their mind before you know it. Well, usually they start gobbling in northern Arkansas and southern Missouri the end of February, 1st of March. Anyway, mm-hmm. So they're about on time. But what I'm concerned about, if it stays this warm for the whole month of March— in April, they're going to be ahead, I think, in the breeding cycle. So, you uh, seen should be really good in northern Arkansas and southern Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, boys, it's, coming, it's just coming up so fast. I mean, it's going to be here pronto. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like, wow. Seems like we just got, it seems like we just got done with deer season, and boom, turkey season is on us. Yes, it is. The time's flying fast when you're working hard and fast and furious. I want to say the reason I'm getting the pictures of the turkeys and deer I am that I am on my wise eye truck cameras is because of the butt grits. I'm feeding the turkeys butt grits and adding sunflower seed and wheat feed to it also, and that's how I'm capturing these pictures. So by feeding these turkeys right now is helping them keep healthy 
and giving them protein with the buck rich and all the other ingredients I'm adding. But, uh, you know, as you said, you said it, turkey season coming up, things are moving fast. And the topic of our show today is going to be patterning your shotgun the right way. And we've got co-owner and co-founder of Apex Turkey Loads, Mr. Jared Lewis, going to join us today from the beautiful state of Mississippi. This guy is very knowledgeable. They have created an unbelievable turkey load, haven't they, Redbone? Uh, they have. They have. I'm looking forward to getting some to, to shoot my old, uh, my old 12 gauge and, and see if we can't put yeah. a put a, an apex headache on one of those rascals. That's right. That's right. Uh, Redbone Wayne Locke will not join us today. He's busy working on his house, taking care of his kids. Uh, now he may call in. I don't know, but I do know Jared Lewis will call in. The mm-hmm. second segment of the show, we're going to talk about his American roots, uh, where he grew up, where he went to school, his first turkey, and we're going to dissect the apex turkey lobe, but also educate our listeners the correct way to pattern a shotgun to get the best performance out of that shotgun with apex turkey loads. Yeah, and uh, and I guess the thing to keep in mind, and, and I think you know, most people know this, but uh, you get a different pattern with different shells. I mean, it's just plain and simple, and that's why, uh, you know, if you're going to shoot the Apex, you need to get out there and shoot those Apex shells through it before the season hits. Exactly, but, but you know, there, there's something that a lot of guys do, and, and women, hunters, uh, just because their buddy has a three-and-a-half-inch Mossberg, and mm-hmm. they're shooting the same choke, they're going to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and just shoot the same shells you are. Well, sometimes that is not the right way to do it because the choke may be a little different, possibly. Uh, so the forcing cone in the barrel mm-hmm. will be different. So that's why it's important to tune your shotgun, just like tuning a spinnerbait or a crankbait, so it will perform correctly. And I'm excited to educate all of our listeners about this process because this guy's going to probably share some things with everybody that they don't know about patterning the shotgun. It's going to be a great subject matter. Yeah, well, it's going right to the. I mean, it's right going to the guy that knows more than probably knows more about it than just about anybody else on the planet. Yeah, he's one of the co-founders. Like I said, Mr. Jared Lewis, a a man of God, and Heath works with him and. Keith Hancock, you all know him, and you've heard him on the show mm-hmm. talking about Apex. And, you know, the, their slogan is, Apex is a game changer, right? And there's a lot of truth to that slogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Shoot turkeys and, and be more successful with the Apex turkey loads than ever before. And there's lots of other great turkey loads out there, don't get me wrong. But I am truly sold on Apex. They made a difference for me last year, and I, I shared it in one of the other shows I harvested two long beers last year, self-filmed, timber hunts, no decoys, self-filmed, no blind, and called these turkeys in and shot both of my turkeys 45 yards and uh, laid them down with apex and wow. ninja turkey loads. Yeah, well, that's getting that's getting the job done. And you know, and that's just what people want. They want something reliable. And, and I think the, the beautiful thing about the Apex is uh, what we've discovered, what you've discovered by shooting them, is uh, uh, you know that one shell is going to be just, just like the, the next one because they do hand load and hand build those shells. We, we learned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's going to give you confidence. Mm-hmm. When that turkey comes in there, you know that that shell is going to fire, and you know that shell – 
throwing it for Pell and, and put enough hits in the vital areas of that gobbler every time you shoot him, if you know your known distance of your gun. Now, I want to say that Apex doesn't encourage people to shoot turkeys over 40 yards. Right. That's not their motive here. But I am going to say this, and I'm not telling you to do it, but I've seen guys kill them much further than 50 yards with Apex. Let's just say that. But anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you. Don't go away, everybody. When we come back, we've got Mr. Jared Lewis, one of the co-founders of Apex Turkey Loads. We'll be right back with more America Roots Outdoors from the North Fork Lake right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Apex Ammunition presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Again, calling from North Fork Lake. Northern Arkansas, and as promised on the phone, we got the co-founder, co-owner of Apex Ammunition, Mr. Jared Lewis. Welcome to the show, Jared. Why, Alex? How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. What, where are you at, and what is the weather doing where you're at today? <laughs> Man, I am uh, sitting right out here outside the shop. It is a beautiful sunny day, probably about 70 degrees, and I think they could have been gobbling this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I just said in the first segment, my wise eye camera is just showing me gobblers with hens already in southern Missouri. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've, well, I've, we got captured, I've captured gobblers by themselves for the last three or four days. <laughs> yeah, um, I've had a um, buddy of mine sent me a video one just uh, out on his lonesome, just hammering. <laughs> he was he was video. Wasn't he? He was gobble gobbling his brains out. You know they're getting ready. Yeah. Now let's talk yep. about where, where Apex Ammunition is located. We are right here in a small town of Columbus, Mississippi, uh, where I was where I was born and raised. Uh, and there's a there's a there's a large reason why we're here in Columbus. And we can get to that here in a minute, I imagine. Yes, sir. So, so let's talk about the Jared Lewis roots. Uh, again, you was born and raised right there in Columbus. <laughs> let's talk about your ancestors. Uh, what do you know about your mom and dad and your grandpas and and, and the history behind them? Yeah. So, um, my uh, so I'm a third generation military. Uh, my granddaddy was a retired master chief in the Navy. 
uh, my dad wow. uh, is a retired Air Force, and uh, obviously I'm in the Army, so we covered three three branches <laughs> right there. Um, um, but uh, no, we uh, my granddaddy was you know he he dedicated his life. I believe it was about 24 years of service in the military, and hmm. um, you know he never got the opportunity um, to hunt much in his life. Um, just because, I mean, he stayed on a, he stayed on a boat, I mean, more often than not, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. half the year. Um, and then, uh, you know, my dad joined the Air Force and he, he actually is what got me into hunting. You know, he would take me hunting when I was, um, when I was five, you know, four or five years old, I was going and sitting in box stands with him deer hunting and. And that's where I cut my teeth was deer hunting. It wasn't until later on in life uh, I picked up on uh, uh, turkey hunting and duck hunting. <laughs> that's awesome. So it was passed down from your daddy and his dad to him probably uh, of the great yeah. outdoors. That's pretty cool. I want to show something real quick. Yeah. My dad was in the Navy, and he fought in the, the Japanese War, World War II. He was on the USS Yorktown. You've probably heard of that ship. Yes, sir. Famous battleship aircraft carrier, but anyway, it's pretty cool that we both had family in the military, and that's what America's about, you know. And, but let's talk about Apex now. So, you come up with the idea to create a turkey load, and your dad got you into turkey hunting. You remember your first turkey before you answered the question about Apex? Your very first yeah. Album. So my so my first turkey was in Kansas. Uh, oddly enough. Um, it was with, it was, it was wild how it went down. Cause it was a, it was a guy who was, who I, I had met through, uh, dove hunting. And, uh, you never know where a simple act of just kindness takes you. Right. Uh, so we're in a dove hunt, public okay. land, uh, and I offer this gentleman a bottle of water and he offers me to hunt his 179 acres. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah. cool. Um, so, um, uh, went out there. I, you know, you know that's the thing about hunting. It's, 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 you know, I was. You had Cus Strickland in the shop the other day. And we were talking about, you know, it's, it's easy to do a lot of things, but it's not. It's not particularly easy to find someone to show you how to turkey hunt or show you how to dunk hunt or stuff like that. You know what I mean? You kind of got to know somebody and then, uh-huh. you know, you kind of got to get invited and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, it was this older gentleman, man. He was a, he was an old, uh, retired detective. Like, I mean, salty dog and, uh, carried old 10 gauge with him. And, uh, we were sitting, <laughs> we were sitting on a tree in the corner of this field and turkeys were gobbling probably about a hundred, hundred yards on the roost kind of to my right. So I was facing the corner. He was facing out in the field. And I remember just sitting there, and, you know, they stopped gobbling about 20, 20 25 minutes went by, and I'm, I'm sitting there. And I looked to my left out in the field, and I looked back to my right, and there was two long beers standing right in the corner of the field. Oh, man. And, I mean, they're right there, just poked out of the tall sage grass. <laughs> and me being me, I was like, well, I'm not going to selfishly just pull the trigger on these birds. They're probably about 30 yards. I'm not going to selfishly pull the trigger on these birds. You know, there's two of them, me and him. You know, anyways, they turn around and they go right back in. And I, said, I looked at him. I said, man, there was two, there was two 
ball beers right here in the school. Why didn't you shoot? I was like, man, well, you know, I, you know, you're bringing me turkey hunting and, and and showing me showing me how to how to do this thing. I, I, it's just not my not my way. You know what I mean? Be respectful. Yeah. Anyway, so we we sit there for a little while longer. He's like, oh well, let's go ahead and get out of here. So we get up. He's got this little he's got this little decoy, and we're walking. Now keep in mind, this is a seventy nine acre field, is what it was. Seventy nine wow. acre field, and it was it was he had a big dip in the bottom. <laughs> and we're walking. We walked by 200 yards. I look, and there's a divot in the field, right? And you could see this turkey standing right in that divot. And I'm telling you, he was every bit five, six hundred yards. I mean, he was. I mean, he's a speck. He throw. He we get on that wood line, and we stand there, and he just throws that decoy up. And I kid you not, that bird ran six hundred yards. <laughs> wow! And it goes uh, to show you. You, you decide to make the move, and you see the gobbler, and he pulls the decoy out. Here comes the target. It doesn't hurt to make the move, and sometimes to try different things. Hey, we're going to have to go to yeah. a break real quick, Jared. We're going to go to a break. To come back, we're going to talk about more about this hunt and also about how you created the Apex Turkey Load. Hey, everybody, you're listening to America Reach Outdoors, and I've got Jared Lewis, co-owner, co-founder of Apex Ammunition on the line, on the show with us right now. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and Friends. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp, 24 volt, single battery, weighs 46 pounds. This thing has produced energy all day long. Tested for two days, total use 11 hours. Cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy. Go to Amped Outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power. Pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your party. Amped Outdoors presents Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, segment three of the show. And man, what some great stories, Redbone, that he shared, you know, about his American roots with his dad being in the military and talking about his grandpa and things. This guy is pretty much uh, common, common guy, just like the rest of them. Yeah, and I love the turkey hunt story, and I can't wait to, to hear the rest of it because that's a pretty cool way to start out your turkey hunting career. <laughs> you know, first time you yeah, go out, first turkey. yeah, your first turkey, first, first time you go there, out. Jared. I mean, I went out a dozen times. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Jared, go ahead and finish that story. I mean, we, when we left off, you'd put down the. You'd put down the decoy, and, and the bird was running out across the field 600 acres away or 600 yards away from you. So, I mean, kind of pick up there and tell us how this thing played out. So, so here, the, the deal is, is like, we, like this wasn't fanning or nothing. He just had old Jake decoys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I just, man, I don't know what got up in that turkey's head, but we moved on that wood line, and he, he, He's out there and put that decoy right there on the edge of that. I mean, right there. And I mean, man, like, like I'm telling you, it took him three minutes to get there. So I'm sitting on a tree kind of inside the wood line, and there was a little dike out in front of us. 
little uh, dirt berm. And, man, like, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it because, I mean, well, actually, I kind of do because, you know, uh, you kill a 100% of the birds you didn't earn, you know. And sometimes yeah. it happens like that. It does. Uh, but um, he just, man, he ran across that field 600 yards and stood, I mean, out of all places he could have ran, he ran right and stood on top of that berm. Right there. <laughs> and I mean, I dust rolled him. I think I dust rolled him at about 35, 40 yards. And, uh, <laughs> Would you shoot the apex turkey load that you designed them? No, not the, not, wow. not the, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Let's I talk about that right. now. What year did you create apex turkey load? What a great story, Redbone. Yeah, it really was. Good story. And, and, and something that everybody out there will relate to, I think. Yeah. So how did you come up with the idea to create Apex? Now, he shared it, but I want to hear it from you. All right, so I hope you're ready because this is going to take a couple eight-minute segments. This has got a lot of people. <laughs> well, we got, so. we, got, we got two. You got about a, you got right now on this segment here, you've got about five minutes. In the next segment, you'll have eight minutes. Then we're going to the bonus segment. We've got to talk about patterning shotguns. Keep that in mind. All right. All right, so here we go. I'll, I'll try to keep it. I'll try to go as quick as I can, all right? Yeah. So... All three of our wives, all right, there's three there's three founders, original founders to Apex. All three of our okay. wives are Air Force pilots. Hmm. Wow. Uh, all right, so I, I met Nick it. here in 2014, 2015 okay. here at Columbus Air Force Base. I was the aircraft mechanic. I met my wife here. She was a pilot. Me and Nick have been long-time hunting buddies ever since then. So we, we hunted together a lot, cut our teeth on public land. Like that's just what we did. You know what I mean? Normal, everyday, average guy. Still, still, still that way to this day. Um, I married my wife. I joined the military. We go to Kansas. My wife is in Kansas. She's doing Army Command General Staff College. She meets a girl there in the same school as her by the name of Susie Lonsberry. Right? That's Jason's wife. They become friends. Well, inherently, me and Jason become friends. I leave, I go to artillery school. That's where I get all my ballistics knowledge. I was an artillery officer in the Army. Okay. So I go there, and I am at. A, I go to a place called, uh, with another buddy of mine, to a place called Hagberry Flats, Oklahoma. It's about DU public land, about 3,000 3, acres. Had a great season that year. I mean, Oklahoma is just a, 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 mm-hmm. a treasure for waterfowl hunting. Has a great season, public land. I get back the next year. It's uh, 2017. It was in January. I said, hey, guys, I called Nick. I called Jason. I said, now I want to get my buddies together for a duck hunt in Oklahoma at this place that I had such a great season at. <laughs> well, we get there. Uh, Nick, who had been playing with these loads, waterfowl loads with TSS in it, and I had been – I had I had, I had been playing – been around and playing with TSS a year prior to him um, before I had left. Long story short, uh, it's me, him, and uh, Jason, and we're sitting on this public land duck hunt in Davidson, Oklahoma, and we're in a shack house. It looked like it looked like someone from the 20s had decorated it in, in Davidson, Oklahoma. <laughs> we, were drinking, we were drinking cold Miller Lite, and we were eating oven baked pizza. And we first this idea right there on the spot. Two months later, we had our FFL. 
And then a month later, April 13th, never forget the day, April 13th, 2017, we took our first sale. Beautiful. Hmm. Beautiful. Great American story, Redbone. It's about time for another break, everybody. Uh, again, we're listening to the American Roots history behind Apex Ammunition with one of the co-owners, co-founders, Mr. Jared Lewis. We're going to go to a break. We come back. We're going to finish the radio show with segment four. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more America Reach Outdoors right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. And good friends. Around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. For whatever kind of fishing you want to do, Denali Rods has got the rod for you. Based in Mountain Home, Arkansas, Denali Rods has got rods for all types of fishermen, from the Covert Series to the Attack Series. They are the rod preferred by Alex Rutledge and American Roots Outdoors. Find a dealer near you by logging on to their website, DenaliRods.com. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Alex Rutledge, and I love my Denali Rods. Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. You are listening to Jared Lewis, one of the co-founders, co-owners of Apex Ammunition. And when we went to break, he was telling us about their wives. All three of the owners of Apex wives are pilots for the military. And he was sharing stories, man, with us about some of the things they've done. It was really cool, wasn't it, Red Bull? Yeah, it was. And, and if you'll share that, if you can, just here real quick, uh, Jerry, because uh, these, these ladies are not just pilots. I mean, they have been right in the heart of uh, some of the action that we've seen recently by our military. Yeah, yes. So uh, so my wife flies. She, her main platform was U-28. Uh, it's an intelligent uh, surveillance reconnaissance platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically a spy plane. Um, Jason's wife flies C 17s. Uh, she was actually wheels down on the ground in Afghanistan. Uh, mm. doing the evacuation, evacuating all the uh, refugees and all the Americans. She was wheels down when the ID went off. It was the, uh, backup medevac, uh, on, on that, on that mission. Um, and then, uh, Nick's wife flies F 16. So, uh, fighter jet. Fighter jets. Wow. He's a Potter pilot. This is just another yeah. great reason, everybody, to support Apex because you listen to his roots and his family. These guys are patriots. They are uh, uh, warriors. And, and man, I, I'm so honored to be a part of your company. I want to say that, Jerry. We are at American Roots. And we love what you stand for, yeah. what you do, and what you've done, man. But uh, thank you. Thank your wives for what they do. Well, I, I, we we owe them a lot because that's how uh, that's how Apex came together. Yeah, let's talk about pirating shotgun. Well, how important is it to pirate a shotgun? Answer that question first. We're going to get right into the right way to pirate a shotgun. It's um, you got to do it. I, I know turkey hunters. It's 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 a must for everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, 
you know, uh, even if you think you know your 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 you know once seasons change, you still need to go out and verify, verify your zero, verify your pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure everything's in accordance with what you want. Uh, even you know, I know a lot of waterfowl hunters. That's not typically a thing you do during waterfowl hunting, but you got to. You owe it. You owe yeah. it to yourself. You owe it to the, you owe it to the animal. Uh, yeah. You know. So how do you? Go about patterning the shotgun. Do you buy like you got apex loads? You got different loads and different uh, um, sizes of shot. Uh, do you just go select a choke? Uh, how, you're talking to our, our listeners right here. How do they need to go about the right way patterning the shotgun? How do they get set up and how do they do it? Well, so <clears throat> the way I would I would tell you to do it. I mean, we we have a, a Facebook page called the Apex Ammunition Pattern Board. Obviously, you can go there mm-hmm. and search a lot of patterns that customers always have all mm-hmm. already have already done. Uh, the, the way I, I approach if I if I approach a, a it's hard for me to say uh, like there's a there's a way I do things and there's a way mm-hmm. I think probably a customer should do things. Okay, um, man, I would just. Uh, Here's the problem. It's like, you know, a lot of guys want to know the cheapest way to do things, right? Yeah. And, yeah. shoot, you know, a lot of guys will go out there and they'll say, all right, well, I'm going to put some lead loads in here, and I'm going to I'm gonna zero it in, and then I'm going to, you know, shoot my shoot my gun. And, and that's not necessarily the right way to do things because mm-hmm. your, your, your different metals are going to interact with chokes in different ways, right? And, and when it comes down to and zeroing, yeah, yeah, 100%. So when it comes down to, to zeroing, um, the way I do things is I will draw a dot on the center of paper. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like to shoot on a lead sled, right? Yep. I like to train yep. how I fight, right? Yep. So I'm going to get down and I'm going to put my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up against a tree or get up against something like I'm turkey hunting and I'm going to shoot at that dot, right? And wherever that yep. wherever that center core impact lands, I'm going to draw a dot on that center core impact. Now, this is where I bring in the lead sled, right? Or something okay. to kind of help me stable in that position where I'm shooting. All right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take I'm going to take that dot and I'm going to move it from my where my point of aim down to my point of impact, right? So we're doing mm-hmm. the total opposite of like, oh, I need to go two clicks up and five clicks over. No. Put that dot right on right on the center of your, your uh, paper where you're aiming at your black dot, and you're going to drag it to where that, those pellets impacted in the center core. And you're talking shooting with a scope, an optic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, once you dial it in, you've got most of the pattern in that circle. You've got your gun zeroed in pretty good. So, yeah. now how do you choose the shot size? To fix your gun. All right, so see, this is kind of things right here. Like, I can I can do that here at the shop. I can take a gun and a choke, and I can take a shot size, and I can I can take an entire load, and I can tune it to the gun. Right. So yeah. you've got the hardness of these pellets, right, and the density, right. So think about it mm-hmm. when the when the, the fire pin hits the, the primer. Primer strikes, the ignition sequence starts, those pellets come back and they set back into the wad, 
they're sitting back on that wad. They're expanding out into the into the wad, pressing the wad against the barrel, the forcing cone on its way out, right? So the bigger the shot size, the more pressure I'm getting on the wad, right? The more mm-hmm. interaction I'm getting with the choke, right? So just thinking Correct. about shooting, you know, four shot, you know, four shot steel, I can make a pattern tight out of like a six eighty five waterfowl choke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. You know, bigger shot sizes, more open constrictions can bring your pattern in a lot tighter. Uh, yes. it, it's just kind of a confusing question to me because if, if I got to tell a customer to go out and, you know, you, you, you know, buy a gun, you obviously want to do your research before you go in and buy the choke tube with it, right? Because you want to know what you want to shoot and, and, and stuff like that. People think there's just this magic, you know, hey, if I buy this gun, I buy this choke, and I buy this low, without doing any research, I'm going to automatically go out and kill. And that's, that is far from the case, right? And you got to do your research. You got to look, you know, people are out there shooting TSS right now every day. Mm-hmm. There's plenty yeah. of patterns out there. Like I said, our pattern board on, on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Um, I mean, it's a plethora of knowledge. Um, but I mean, it just depends. Everything depends on the gun. Do this for me real quick before we wrap up the radio show. Then people are going to learn more about ironing shotguns if you go to the bonus segment in the show. Talk about the different modes that you have at Apex real quick. So we've got... So for Turkey Hunting, I mean, we've got a... uh, One of our most popular is the GC20 number 9. It's a house of 5.8 slow. You can get that in uh, 8. Uh, and seven and a halves also. We got the small town blend and ounce and five eighths twenty gauge load. Seven and a halves over nine. Uh, we got uh, obviously we got three and a half inch, two and a half ounce load. You can get that in the uh, nine eighths or seven and a halves or the uh, seven and a half by nine blend small town load. Got three inch, two and a quarter ounce, twelve gauge load uh, with all the same options. Man, we make four ten loads. From seven eighths mm-hmm. ounce, twenty seven thirty seconds ounce, nine and a halves. We make twenty eight gauge and ounce and three eighths loads, uh, nine and a half and nines. We make a sixteen gauge and nines eight seven halves. We make a ten gauge, uh, nines mm-hmm. eight and seven and a halves. Wow! Uh, and and we twenty eight gauge. We twenty eight gauge. Yeah, twenty eight gauge, ounce and three eighths, uh, nines and nine and a halves. We also do uh, what they call small batch. So every now and then, I get. Um, uh, I'll get a wild hair, you know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I I test and shoot things all the time, and if I find a load that I think works that a customer will like, I actually do it in a small batch. So, like, right now, I just released a limited amount of boxes in small batch 10 shot. So it was a 20-gauge ounce and 5-8 of 10. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell you what, you have shared some wonderful, great information with our, our, our listeners uh, if you want to learn more about pirating shotguns, you got to tune in to our podcast on every podcast carrier available out there. I want to thank you for being on the show, the radio part of the show. Again, stay on the line with us after we hang up here. But how can people learn more about Apex Ammunition? How can they follow you? Then let's wrap up this show. So you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Apex Ammunition, or you can uh, go to our website, apexmunition.com. We've got a library full of stuff, uh, articles that Nick's written uh, over the course of a couple of years on, on why we do certain things. Uh, definitely a, plenty of information there. 
like I said, our Apex Ammunition Pattern Board on Facebook. That's a strong one. Uh, you can yeah. see a lot of what people have shot. Uh, and what is what has been successful with the myriad of guns and chokes that are out there? Awesome, awesome. What's your favorite Bible scripture? My favorite Bible scripture. All right, I know you got old, uh, old uh, <laughs> Hancock. <laughs> yeah, uh, poor guy. Oh, so it's uh, Isaiah six eight. Uh, you familiar with this one? Yes, I am. But go ahead. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who go forth? And I said, Here am I in me. Wow. Everybody, Jared Lewis, co-owner, co-founder of Apex Ammunition. Thanks for being on the show. Be sure to go to the bonus segment. And remember, here at American Roots, share the outdoors with somebody, a young kid. Take your neighbors, your friends. It's all about the future. It depends on you and I. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Wildlife presents the bonus segment for American Roots Outdoors. Man, what a wonderful show, Redbone. We've had the knowledge that Jerry Lewis had. It's so in-depth and so cool about their wives, all the owners of, of Apex and pilots and it's really cool these guys are really intelligent people red yeah well and and it, it's i mean basically it's a military company and and i think that that uh, is. that is just, that is just fantastic i mean by by buying apex you're supporting military families and uh, you know a product that's made by military members and i mean that's just fantastic i mean and the military going all the way back into the roots so, uh, Alex, I know here on the bonus segment, we're going to continue with, with some patterning, patterning shotguns, but I really like what Jared said at the end of the radio show, and that was going to their Facebook yeah. page, and, and they've got a place yeah. there where people are sharing what they're doing with patterning their shotguns uh, with different shot, and that kind of gives the person a place to start. I mean, if you find somebody that's also yeah. shooting the same shotgun you are, and here's the shot size they're using, and... And, you know, it gives you a place to start. I mean, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for you, uh, Jared, or in a comment. The way I used to, to find my shotgun and tune my shotgun uh, before Apex ever come out, I would buy, uh, say, number four shot, number five shot, six shot, and I would shoot those three loads with different chokes and, and find the best setup to fit my gun. Uh, is Apex planning on doing a combination patterning kit, uh, so to say, with different loads to try in certain gauges of guns? Is that something in the future that could be possible? We used to do that. It became quite cumbersome uh, being yeah. able to, okay. with the high, the, the high, the high okay. um, demand, you know what I'm okay. per se, of the ammunition. I mean, yeah. it just... It uh, it got too it got too convoluted, but um, no, it's 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 uh it's definitely it's definitely good. But in the times we're in, man, it's just it's just yeah. real tough to do that right now. Okay, okay. So so right now, if 
if I'm a customer and I call or get on the forum and I say, I've got a 12-gauge. It's a uh, Thompson Center Encore 12-gauge, and I'm shooting an Undertaker choke tube or Jeb's choke tube. It's Mike at 665. Which shot size do you recommend me to try? Well, obviously, if if a guy is if a guy is, you know, hey, I got this gun and this choke, and you know what I mean. He doesn't want to take any other recommendation other than, hey, you know, we always say, you know, try your current your current setup first to, to, yeah. to make sure you're uh, you're happy with it. We also yeah. condone if you buy a gun that comes with a like a factory turkey choke, like old eight seventies used to come with. Try that yeah. too. You know what I mean. And and it's yeah. it's all about the hunter's preference, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the scope of TSS is is, is it, it's it's broadened the range here for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. So it all it's all really kind of what the hunter wants to look for. But if he's shooting up, you know what I would consider a overly tight constriction, I would always mm-hmm. tell him to go with the smaller shot size, which would be yeah. nines. Um, yeah. And then if he didn't, you know, usually uh, what we'll do is you know if, if you know, they message us on Facebook or something like that and say, hey, you know, I shot this with my pattern. look like, you know, majority of the time, probably about 85, 90% of the time, I can look at a pattern and kind of tell a person where he needs to go based on the way the pattern looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some, like, little key nuances, like if there's holes, if there's if there's a little bit of spray, um, things of that nature. I can kind of guide a guy and say, all right, hey, man, probably what you need to do is get this choke, go to this constriction. Or he'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to shoot anything other than this choke. Okay, all right, well, you need to bump up to this constriction. Try that, you know. So, um, yeah. What I want to say, if I, may say if I may say this real quick. If you're shooting too tight a choke tube and oversized shot, what happens, everybody, our listeners, it will crowd shot. It can cause deformity in the shot. And when it causes deformity right. in the shot, it can cause the pattern right. to scatter. Yeah. All right. So here, here, here's the difference. So here's the difference. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to get deep on you here. So all right, okay. TSS is one of the hardest metals on our on Earth, right? Correct. It only becomes Correct. one of the hardest metals on Earth when you combine it and turn it into an alloy. All right. Correct. So TSS or tungsten in general is 19.3 grams per cubic centimeter in density. Right. If I say, hey, I'm gonna take virgin powder, I'm gonna put it together, I'm gonna make a pellet, it's gonna be brittle. When I combine it and make it into a tungsten alloy with other metals, right, that's wow. when it becomes the hardest metal on earth, right? That pellet will not bend to nothing. It will not bend to a choke. It will not bend to a metal backstop. It won't bend to anything. So, so when you start, it's, no, that's why, that's why, that's, that's why tungsten pellets fly so straight, right? Now, lead will do that. Lead, dismiss, you know, correct. Steel won't even really pop Steel won't even bend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, that's what that's one of the properties that, that makes TSS so good and the, the pattern so good is because those pellets are going to stay true to flight. Uh, but what can happen is, and this happens in waterfowl a pretty good bit, right? And a lot of guys don't realize it. You're out mm-hmm. there running a six eight five choke, trying to shoot BBs. You know what I mean? There's a thing called yeah. shot bridging, right? A couple pellets get side by side, try to exit a diameter hole that's a little too small. Well, what it's going to do is going to swell that too. Yep. Right. So you got to be conscious now. Will that happen? Will that happen in, in number nine shot, eight shot, seven and a half shot? TSS very unlikely. You know what I mean? You have to really get on down there with it. 
most choke tube companies don't make any any smaller than a five fifty five. So what we recommend, like if I were to get a guy started, I would say, hey, you know, what constriction could I be around? Right in a twelve gauge, usually I'm a six sixty to six sixty five, six seventy depending on the gun. Right, and then you yeah. got your Mossbergs. And it's going to be a little bit bigger, right? Depending yeah. on the two, on a Mossberg 835, you're going to want to be around. I've seen the Indian Creek 675 run, and, boy, it's tight. But, I mean, it's borderline on those nines. You know, yep. You're going to shoot real high numbers. Borderline on those nines, it'll run tens. It'll run – I ran tens one day, and I put 850 pellets. Wow. In the wow. That was a – that's a two and a half ounce load of tens, though, right? You're looking at about 480 pellets per ounce in that in, in that load. So you're about a little over 1,200 pellets in that entire load. And I mean, it runs like a scalded dog. But like an 835, 935, that big backboard, you know, you're, you're going to want to open that choke up a little bit. But your standard stuff, man, you keep it anywhere from 670 on down to a, a 660 range, anywhere in there. Uh, there's definitely chokes out there that, uh, you know, we've found over the years that Indian Creek is a, is a strong choke. Uh, that's a very strongly recommended choke out of our shop because just their constriction. I mean, you about can't go wrong with buying an Indian Creek tube and all load yeah. and putting it in a, in a gun. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, you know, some of our R&D and pro staff guys call it peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the group out of Missouri. Yep. Yeah, good dudes, old Stuart Mike. Oh yeah. Yep. I uh, got one of the man, first. I got one of the first demo choke tubes they ever made when they first started their business in my gun cabinet. I was talking to them then when they started their company. A great company. Yep. Yeah. Awesome oh yeah. Tubes. Great dudes, man. Love them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, man, they're a. Uh, they're, they're climbing fast right now in the turkey world, uh, you know, yep. with, the, with the with TSS coming along, man, and their stuff just working so well with it, man. It just mm-hmm. it uh, it's just awesome. But uh, man, it, like I said, though, it can get it can get uh, it, it gets different as you get down in gauges, right? So like twenty eight gauges. If you were wanting to shoot a twenty eight gauge, which I'm gonna tell you right now is what I consider that is the gun. 28 gauge. Well, I'm hearing. I were, well, I'm if hearing. I were to tell a guy, if a guy said, "Hey, I want to go turkey hunting tomorrow. What gun should I? What, what gun should I buy?" I would say, "Buy this PT 28 load, nine and a half. I'd buy a 28 gauge because nine times out of ten, those 28 gauges to the factory full choke, they're going to eat. My uh, Vanilla Ethos 28 gauge, it'll run. Uh, two, we did it the other day. It ran just a full choke, nothing special." Ran 266 in the 10 and 266 in the 20 um, at 40 yards for 28 gauge. You know what I mean? Those wow. nine and a halves, they're going to be good. They're going to be good inch and a half of penetration. If you wanted to, and you pattern your setup and you understand it, you can kill one at 60. If you want. But you don't promote that. You don't promote that. We don't promote that. Now, here's what I do I promote the science, right? I'm yeah. not going to promote. The, the, how someone hunts, right? I got my yeah, personal yeah. beliefs. I'm I'm bringing a turkey in. I'll, I, I'm here for the show, right? That's that's why you know that's why I shoot a 28 game, right? That's yeah. what I'm shooting exclusively this year. Um, but man, I've had guys call me. I had a grown man call me one day. He goes, 
Yeah, sounds like it, and and yeah. I know and I, and I know people can go to the Facebook page and the website and, and you know get all that information. But right now, we need to wrap this thing up, Alex. Okay, you want to say something before we wrap it up, Jared, real quick? No, I'm I'm good, man. If y'all want to end it there, I was getting on my I was fixing to get on my soapbox, but maybe we can save it for another show. And I can well, we're gonna do another show with you. Know, we all. Another show with you. There's more information we need to get from you because it's so deep, and I'm telling you, it's going to change the way turkey hunters turkey hunters. Junior, do the woods, man, and you've never heard of Apex. I'm telling you, you've got to try it. It will change your confidence, and then you will kill more turkeys. Thank you again, Jerry, for being on the show. Thanks for being a part. Let me be a part in our team of Apex Ammunition. You guys are true, true warriors, and I love what you stand for. And uh, Thank you to all of our listeners that listen to us and support us uh, all across the country, all across 19 countries. And uh, remember, share the outdoors with somebody you love. Take people hunting. Share the outdoors. Pass on your American roots to your kids and your neighbors, et cetera. And remember, when your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. <laughs>